Welcome to another episode of Self Help Shark. I am Morgan. And I am Brett. And today we are talking about ego. And so when Brett and I were talking about this topic and like what we would say, he asked me, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of ego? And so I don't know if any of you have ever watched Community, the, the TV show by Dan Harmon, where it's literally like a bunch of misfits who go to community college together. It's got uh, Donald Glover in it. But I've been marathoning that. And so the episode I just watched where they went to this kid's bar mitzvah and it was like celebrities. And so during that episode, they were talking about how um, Jeff has like a big ego and his ego is like an apple where you can't let it get too big. Otherwise, it just blows up. And so throughout the entire thing, he's on watch for that. And then at the very end, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're such a hot Ryan Seacrest. So he goes crazy and he turns into the Hulk and... And not that if you let your ego get too big, you turn into the Hulk, but it was just a funny take on, like, don't let your ego get too big. And today we're talking about, like, healthy ways to not only nurture your ego but and not necessarily keep it in check, but to have a healthy ego because you deserve to have one, but you can also let it get to your head. So Brett, based off of his blog post earlier today, is going to delve more into that. Take it away, Brett. Okay, first, ego is pretty much... Isn't that a part of the brain, the ego, the id, and the... Yeah, yeah, that's all... Something. That's all interconnected. Yeah, I remember that from my high school psychology class. So I just got off of my four days of work, and I woke up this morning, and I was like, man, I feel like shit, <laughs> to be honest. And I was just kind of... Typing away, getting um, get ready to post this uh, blog post for Monday, and I was like, I was wondering, what do I need to write on? Like, what would be a good topic to really write on? And then I look at, I looked into myself a bit, and I realized I was really struggling with the idea of having a bruised ego. A bruised one, like like your a bruised ego, ego like your. Like, your ego has to like, kind of, like, taken a hit. Oh, like someone punched your ego? Yeah. Oh, I heard, like, ruse. Like, this is a ruse. And I'm this like... Is, this is a ruse. This is a ruse. It's all to get me out of here. And I'm like, that doesn't seem completely applicable in that sentence. So I thought I'd clarify it yeah. a little bit. But no, a uh, bruised. Bruised like, damaged, ego. Okay. tainted. Something along those lines. Ouchie. That hurt. Okay. So I was wondering why in myself, why I have been facing these consequences and random things when it comes to my ego because I find myself when I'm outside of work I have a pretty much of a healthy ego yeah I flaunt sometimes be like look at me I'm muscle man nah, nah, nah. Uh, with my friends and stuff like that just but mainly just as a joke and not being very egotistical about it I'm a very calm and nurtured person if Morgan disagrees with me then she could disagree with me <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, he showed me this tripod he got for his cell phone. And it on the box when I saw it, it said it was for a GoPro. And I was like, Brett, you really bought a GoPro? He's like, no, I bought a tripod for my cell phone. And it's kind of like, there's two things I look forward to at the beginning of the week. Number one, the Self-Help Shark podcast and to know what Brett bought while he was on his four-day hiatus <laughs> with a bunch of teenagers. Because... Just like clockwork, it's like he goes bye bye and he comes back. It's like Morgan, I bought this thing, and I'm like, and here's how we start the week. So, 
He's notorious for that. Yes, I am very, very notorious. It's because I can't get any help to take pictures, uh, have anyone help me take pictures for the, um, the podcast and the blog and stuff like that. And it's like pulling teeth for some reason. But when someone else needs help on their projects, I'm there to help them. But that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> anyway, so... So I feel like my uh, like bruised ego, you see, bruised yes. e- my ego's bruised because like, I can't get my head. Oh. Anyways, um, I move I move on from that and I found solutions instead of just complaining about it. Uh, but anyways, uh, pretty much ego is kind of uh, originated from the idea from a psychologist named Sigmund Freud, and it's pretty much is like it's a part of the id, which is a part of your identity that is affected by the external world that's what your ego is so lately i've been really struggling with it and it also uh, falls in the graph of how and but the reason why the ego is so important because it helps it either gives you self-esteem or takes away that self-esteem and also self-acceptance and everything that really has to do with the self is lies within the ego Therefore, it's kind of like your identity, but it, it, but it's a part of your identity that comes from the outside world. Anyways, I narrowed it down to a love and hate relationship, which I literally made an animated graphic for, uh, for the blog post I made of love and hate and my ego in the middle. So I animated it with the, but the closer, the more you're surrounded by things that are hateful, hateful activities, or either one or two things happens to people. They will start taking in on those behaviors and habits from those hateful uh, influences from the outside world, and people will start interacting with it, becoming a part of that type of culture in our society. So what, So when I'm at work, I'm, oh, I'm surrounded by 24-7, a lot of the hateful ideas of society, like crime and um, hateful behaviors and people being disrespectful and uh, all across the board when I'm at work. And then when I come home, I have to, uh, there's a judgment period of 24 hours for myself because when I'm at home, I'm surrounded by all of this cultural base around love. So I'm surrounded by all my friends, uh, I'm surrounded by people who actually care about me. I'm surrounded by people who doesn't want to be disrespectful towards one another or and we're very respectful of one another. Even though we do joke around and everything like that, it's not like we're super kosher with each other. Like, hello, today we are meeting. Yes, doctor. Yes, doctor. Yes, doctor. I'm doing a weird bowing thing right now <laughs> when I'm saying that. But, 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 but it's, like, it's like a casual love experience between people that get along together versus when I'm at work, it's people who don't get along together. It's always people fighting with each other on some form or front. Therefore, I'm surrounded by all this hate. And when I'm at work, my ego drifts off into that hate, which makes uh, the love side kind of dissipate a little bit because I have to adapt and learn and figure out how myself and my identity is going to have to adjust. And which I boil it down to when I'm at work, I have to be a person they need me to be. I don't get to be myself. I have to become the person they need me to be. Versus when I'm at home, I am myself. I could be myself 100% of the time when I'm at home. So I kind of just narrow that down. And for myself, 
I was like, well, maybe this is, now this makes sense of why I was so unhappy in other jobs too. Especially in a corporate setting where they want me to be this, this very meticulous robot to help customers. And that's what a lot of corporations want. And that's why I don't fit in because I want to find a way to incorporate myself because I feel like that's an important human aspect to yourself to be able to be yourself, but also have the ability to help other people as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what is going on with the conflict within me. And that's why ego was a great topic for this week, because that is the inner working conflict I've been struggling with, but I've also seen other people struggling with it because a lot of people work five days a week just to have a couple of days off to be like, all right, I could sit back and chill and be myself. Or people look forward to clocking in and clocking out. And when you clock out, a lot of people look forward to that the most because after you clock out, you could just be yourself. It doesn't matter. You're not restricted to all of the rules and everything you have to follow to be employed. So I have thoughts about that from listening to you. So, I mean, so when you get a job, it's a love-hate relationship with yourself and your ego, and hardly anybody has a job ever where they can completely be themselves. It's, it's impossible to find something that's like you enjoy but also pays well and, and all that. So, and I sometimes find that with my job. Not that I can't be myself at my job, but like, I am a teacher, so I have to completely change my mindset. Otherwise, a bunch of three-year-olds are going to just run all over me, and I got to be really stern. I got to pull out somebody that I don't really like being a whole lot, but, I mean, I'm good at it. And so, like, what helps me to kind of keep myself at work is... Um, Like, so right now we have certain regulations because of COVID. And so our dress code is a little bit more lax than it normally is. Normally we're like, I mean, it's not like we have button up uniforms because we're a preschool, but it's like normally we have to wear like a shirt with our logo on it and then like nice shorts and then like do something with our hair. And so since things are a little bit more lax, then we can wear more of what we want. So, I mean, I, I still look somewhat professional, but like... The other day, I wore a dress to work, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wear a dress I can sit crisscross the applesauce on the ground in, and it's not going to show off anything. And then I'm also going to look nice, but the scarf is going to be a Harry Potter scarf that I got for my birthday one year. So what helps me to kind of keep that balance between your, like, your being able to be yourself and having an ego versus like letting it get too big or too small it's just little, little touches of yourself in your work and, like, in your day-to-day that and, and in you. So, like, for instance, what I really like to do is on my way to work, I like to listen to songs that I like that get me amped up to go into work. And then when I get home, I'm like, man, that was a long day. I'm going to let my hair down or whatever metaphorical thing you need to do. Like, this little kid was being a you-know-what, so I'm going to listen to this really angry song, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to be completely myself in no bra and, like, yoga pants. And then while I'm at work, I'm like, okay, what can I do at work while being the person I need to be, but also keeping me to me? And so, like I said, I, so one thing that I do is I, like, have snacks at work. 
not everybody has snacks at work, but I'm like, Morgan really likes snacks. So that's one thing that I do is bring my snacks with me. And like, if a kid's having their snack, I'll sit with them and have my snack. And which is encouraged because like, we're supposed to encourage good sitting and eating habits because kids are like, like, you know, as adults, we're like, we, are, we know to sit down and finish our food before we leave the table. And kids are like, I don't know. Why can't I run around with a churro stuck in my face? And it's like, because you're going to choke. So, like, and I've had to explain that to children before. Not necessarily with a churro, but, like, like what, what helps me is to be myself, but also blend that in with my work life. So, like, for Brett, he doesn't feel like he can be himself, but... Brett also loves doing research on technology and cool gadgets and workouts. So I'm sure there's ways that you can still find ways to be yourself while you're at work. So, but that, I mean, that's what helps me be like, I am still me. I am still Morgan, but I'm also this professional person that knows how to interact with a kid. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but those were my thoughts. Yeah, and I definitely do agree with that. There's some parts of the day I could absolutely be myself at work. I'm not saying it's like 100%, but most of the time when I have to, well, when I'm on the floor at work, that's when it's like 100% full on. I have, I need to be the certain person. Mm -hmm. Same. And But once I step off the floor at any point in time, that's when I retract back and kind of show off myself a little bit. And the crazy thing is about and then also, I, I I have my snacks. Believe me, I have my <laughs> snacks too at my job. Brett's like, I can't live without snacks at my job. No, I cannot. Snacks. It's actually impossible. To <laughs> Trust me, I go to the store the day before I had to go to work because I'm gone the three to four days. And get snacks. And I buy my jerky, and I buy my drinks, and I buy my protein shakes. I get all the snacks that I need. Snacks. So I guess. Um, and, and, like, relation to your ego is, as, like, a lot of people are like, oh, they have such a big ego, like, they think they're so cool or they're super, like, when I think of somebody, it's like, oh, they have an ego, it's like, oh, yeah, they think they're so cool and hot shit, which, I mean, is true, but there are certain levels where, like, to do your job, especially in the line of work that Brett and I do, we both work with kids, but in different capacities, you have to have a healthy enough ego to be like, these kids, I'm going to walk in here. These kids are going to have a darn good circle time. They're going to have fun making arts and crafts. And they're going to have a damn good day if I have to say anything about it. And then you go in with that attitude, and then they do. And it's not because you're just babysitting them. It's because you have a good balance between structure and play. And that's really important in my line of work. And to achieve that, you need to have some level of an ego. So, which is... Having a balanced ego is really, 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 really important, and achieving that balance is not easy to get. And then also, when it comes to having a healthy ego, which is to achieve balance and things like that, there's multiple times in your life that you're going to be able to show off what you can actually do. Uh-huh. And if there is no point in your life that you can show off what you have to do, you need to create those opportunities for yourself. For example, I like to run and do Spartan races. I go and sign up and run and do Spartan races. That's where I could show off my abilities and all my hard work into my athletic side. Also, if you want to uh, do arts and crafts and stuff like that, do arts and crafts and post it on the internet. For real, it's like, like, like there's areas in your life you can always help your ego out as well as 
take some of the stuff that is damaging it at the same time to help improve what your ego can be. I think in summation, I'm thinking about your own ego is your ego is definitely fueled by your confidence. So if you're not sure where your ego is or you're like, I don't know what I'm feeling, then look at something you really like to do or you don't like to do and look at your confidence. So for instance, when I think about like, let's say watching my money spending, I have a very small ego because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with that. But when it comes to like, other stuff like reading a good book or like getting something done in a timely manner. I'm like, I know I'm good at that, so I'm gonna have a pretty good ego about that and, and have confidence. So it just it depends on where you're at and I guess just talking with yourself about it, about like, okay, here's where I want to improve my ego and my confidence. Like just having conversations with yourself about that and your friends and your family and seeing what you can do to kind of improve or change that is really helpful too because it's really important to have a healthy ego yeah. and if you and if you really feel like you're struggling with your ego and struggling with adapting to the outside world and having that influence you way too much or not enough and to where you don't care you start caring too much and you're all over the map um you, need to, you just need to take a day and Check out your identity. Check out who you are. Check out who you want to be. For example, I am Brett. I am an aspiring personal trainer that's coming up, but I'm also a person that is a friend, a brother, and a son. And I take all that stuff into my identity, identity but I'm also a counselor and a teacher at work. So I take all that stuff, and then I'm also Brett who enjoys video games, poetry, running, working out, and all their hobbies. You have to break down your identity and see which parts of it is lacking. So you could have a sense of self to either to strengthen your ego one way or another and to help balance yourself out. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I got to say. So if you want to check out, want to read more about ego, go to selfhelpshark.com. Check out the blog post from this morning. And we will, and check out all our other social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know. Brett has us on all the social media platforms. <laughs> yes, I don't I even do. know what's out there, but I know like those. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, go check out our Facebook group, our Facebook page. And thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Self Help Shark. I'm Morgan. And I'm Brett. And stay tuned for more from the Brad's Weekly Cookies.